you? Welcome to the Swagson Podcast. And maybe you're actually watching this on YouTube. Maybe you're listening to it on the podcast. The reason for it is this is the first time I am trying to do a YouTube uh, broadcast. And the reason for that is I have invited a guest and she is all around the world. She is sitting in Stockholm, Sweden. Welcome Tone Ortner. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm very well. It's very warm, but I'm very well. <laughs> How warm is it? Tell me about the weather in Sweden right now. It's summer. It's summer right now. It's quarter past five in the afternoon. So you're, you're seven hours ahead of us here in Texas. Yes. And it's 33 degrees Celsius. Which is 91 no. degrees. Yeah, and that's 91 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit for those of you who are not in, in Celsius. And for Sweden, that's hot. That's hot. Y'all are like... Very, very warm. Because have in mind that Sweden doesn't have air conditioning. Yes, we do, but I don't use it. Not, not real. Not as here. Because in Sweden's house, our houses are more of getting warm then cool off. We rely more of the insulation of the house to cool it off than what the American does. Here, the houses are not insulated very well, so we have the problem, like in the winter, to get it warmer, while Sweden has the problem in the summer to get it cooler. Yeah, but in the two houses I have here, I live on a small horse farm. Uh, we have... Uh, it's... Uh, kind of air conditioning is called Luftwärmepump in Swedish. That, um, so I'm, I'm that not, will give you heat. It's like air and cool air in the summer. Yeah. Um, that is something that came to Sweden in the like late 90s, something like that, yeah. if I'm not totally wrong. Yeah. So um, it, it's a an expensive system. Um, it's kind of an air conditioning that unit yeah. that we have here where you can just do a heat and cold. But yeah, that's how it is. But but the sun is shining for you. I see some sun in the background there. Yes, yes, yes. So that that's I'm nice. I'm in the shade. <laughs> that's good. Well, I'm inside because we have the same temperature as you do. It's about, let's see what my watch says. Well, right now it's about 80 degrees, but it's also just uh, 10, 15 a.m. So it's like our hottest time of the day comes in the afternoon as well. So... So where in Sweden are you located right now? Uh, I'm located north of Stockholm in uh, um, out in the country. Out in the country, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just by a lake that's called Vallentunacholm, and I have a small horse farm here with just two horses. Oh, that's sweet. Um, yeah. So I brought you on here uh, today. Uh, I've known you forever, like 20 plus years, something like that, I guess. I haven't counted. Um, Since 97, so I don't okay. know what that is. Do you even know it? Seriously? Oh, yes, I do. Wow. I okay, so, so we've known each other for a long time. We met in the barn. We had our horses in the same barn. So we have the horses yes. in common. That That's how I got to know you, and I got to know your mom and dad and the whole family as well. But I brought you on here because um, talk about 
a subject or a topic that was a little bit of a culture shock for me moving here. Um, and that yeah. is the church. The Americans goes to church. Most of the Americans, not everybody, most of them go to church every Sunday. And I'm not used to that at all. No. Um, and tell me about you. You are a pastor? Priest? What? Tell me. Help me. I'm, I'm almost a priest. In two years, I'm a priest in the Swedish church. An ordained priest in the Swedish church. Uh, we're a Lutheran church. Uh, we're Protestant. And um, like, because a pastor is something else here. A pastor is someone also with a collar, but we don't, the Swedish church don't recognize them as a Christian uh in Swedish, it's called Samfund. Uh, Organization. A, yeah. Uh, so they, they, they are members of the free church, like um, uh, the Philadelphia Church, or we have uh, uh, Ecumenia Church. So, uh, like here, we have all these different churches, but they're still Baptist churches. It's basically the same thing, um, I guess, to say. Um, but you have the Swedish church, which is the main church and they get separated from the state, right? Yes. Uh, when was that? Like nineties? Year, year 2000. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was still there. Um, before then you automatically became a member of the Swedish church, right? Yes. And now you have you were, to, you were born into, into the Swedish church and now you have to yes. kind of like apply or tell, Hey, I want to be a member, right? You, 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 you say, hi, I want to be a member. Uh, you don't have to apply. It's just, one do you have to pay a fee? And no, no, you, you have, it's on the taxes. You oh, so you, so you, so you like, taxes. so instead of, of pay a fee, it, it comes on your taxes. Cause we're not even going to go yeah. into and the it, Swedish it's tax not, system. It's not, it, it's not much. It's like, uh, um, I think it, it's less, it, less than 2%. It's like a, just a few hundred a year. Yeah. And then you get a lot of things for free, but now it, to become a member, the easiest way for someone to become a member is to get baptized. Yeah. If you're not already baptized in a church, that we say that okay, you're baptized in the right way. Okay, so, so, you don't so get there, baptized there are twice. like uh, because that's approved, not allowed. Approved churches around there. Okay. Yes, we we have like the Church of Finland, the Church of Denmark, and uh, Anglican church in England uh, so we have a few churches that, that we uh, recognize as churches or uh, church, yeah so it's just like, yeah yeah um, so when I lived in Sweden um, we did not go to church unless we had a reason to and that could be a baptism somebody got baptized um, you could have a marriage a wedding or funeral or we went to to church on Christmas and New Year as well I even lived next door to a church for two years. I tried to go in there to see at least how it looked like inside. It was locked. I never, during the two years I lived on that property, never uh, put my feet in that church. Why do you think that Swedes doesn't go to church? 
because we're a very secularized country, extremely. And we, we have 10 million people living in Sweden. It's a very small country. Yeah. And 5, five million, 50% are a member of the Swedish church, not because of faith, all, all those 5 million, but because of tradition. Because you want to get married, because you can't get married in the Swedish church if no one of the bride or the groom are a member. One of them has to be a member. And uh, it's the same thing with baptizing children or getting a funeral in the Swedish church. You have to be a member. And you can lay on the uh, graveyard to a church, a Swedish church. But you don't get like the perks and the benefits of having. So you can use the cemetery space, but you don't get the advantages of it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know why they don't go because I think it's mainly because they we we don't have like the same faith. We don't have this uh, God bless America, USA thingy here it's very we much like we are we are a monarchy and we have uh, our chief of the church our protector and uh, that's a king right and that's the king yeah that's the king and when he dies it will become the queen and it was her uh, birthday the other day Crown princess Crown, victoria yeah it was, it was her birthday last week we celebrated yeah. her birthday last week i know on on the 14th yeah, so so that's that's the head of the church. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, also because of tradition. It's a lot of traditions. He doesn't, he doesn't have the right to to uh, make any changes, or he doesn't have the right to make some new order because we have all these hierarchies. Uh, to decide those things and we have like big meetings with all the priests and the bishops and stuff like that to decide how we're going to do things in the Swedish church but he is the head of the church and that, that's just the way it is and we don't have because the king has always since Vasa since King Vasa in the 1500s I don't know this uh, uh, how do you say them uh, uh, is it the 16th century? Yeah, that is the, the 1500s 1500. would be the 16th century, yeah. Okay, yeah. So in the 1500s, Vasa said, okay, now the church will belong to the state. And he also uh, kicked out all the Catholics and said, we are now Protestants. Because he had to gain a lot of money because his church was very, very wealthy. So he took all the bishops and all the priests in the Catholic church and kicked them out of the country or murdered them. <laughs> and then That's we had cool. Protestant priests and Lutheran priests and the church and the state became one. So the church and the state were one for almost 500 years. That's a long time. That's long. That's, that's longer long. than the America has even existed. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. Wow. So I didn't even think about that. 
Yeah, so Luther said, he said, uh, the Bible is for everyone. You have to have servants that is servants uh, in the language of the native people so they can understand what you say because all the understanding was in Latin before. And people were sitting for three, four hours and didn't understand jack shit. So he said, no. And, and he nailed his thesis Testaments on the, on the church. wall. Yeah. 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 In Wittenberg. So, so he said, so everyone has to understand what he said. So Vasa, King Vasa was the first one who made a Bible in Swedish. It's uh, called the Silver Bible or the Vasa Bible. And they have one copy of it in the museum in Wittenberg. It's really cool. And they have also the original the original uh, Bible that Luther wrote himself that's, in German. That's kind of cool. That is cool. Because I didn't even know that. Everyone had the right to the, the Testaments. Yeah. Everyone had the right to read the Testaments uh, in their own language. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was not not the, the uh, Catholic Church. They, they were very against it. Yeah. So I when I, I have to refer to when I grew up. I've been away from Sweden for almost, well, tw 12 and a half years, almost 13 years. When I grew up, I don't know if it was just because of my family that I came from. Um, we had a couple of things that was almost taboo to talk about. Um, politics, you did not talk about politics on your opinions. The second thing is actually church. You did not talk about your beliefs. Is that still something in Sweden? And I'm thinking more about the youth, the young people, um, that they don't really want to talk about if they are Christian or not. It's a little bit, eh. it, am I right? Am I wrong? Correct me here. That, that's not my experience. All, all the youth that I meet, they're very open and they're very proud and they, they want to explain. It's, I um, I get them silly sometimes because I'm single, very sadly. So now but, you know, if you're in Sweden, there you go. And you see her, her uh, it's that way, Her down there is her Facebook, so, yep. It's exactly what corner are we in? <laughs> like <it's hell. laughs> um, but I get the question a lot when I say I'm studying this to become a priest, and you have to really make the distinction of a Catholic priest that you normally call a priest and a priest here in Sweden. It's not the same. It's the same name, uh, but it's not the same. Uh, I can uh, drink alcohol. I can have a family. I can swear. I can do whatever I want. It's not that. My, my faith and my belief is not in... Uh, as strict as a Catholic, right? Yeah. Yeah, the and Catholic is, is quite strict. You're not allowed to do a lot of things. While and the I'm Protestant not is... to be a woman either. So, but I am a woman. I'm almost a priest. Yeah, so and the, for those of you... My mother is a priest, and I'm the ninth in straight line. From 1740, like the year 1740 to now, it's been a straight line of priests. I'm, I'm the last one. So, so did you feel obligated to become a priest just no. because of that? I, I had my calling. 
you had your call in and oh, yeah, because yeah, I, and, I, and I, and I, it took me, it took me twenty years to answer that call in. Because I know when you grow up, we were both teenagers. <clears throat> Sorry, Tona, but you were kind of wild. You were a wild kid. Oh, still am. Yeah, and I was about to say that for all our podcast listeners, if you would meet, I said it in the last podcast as well, if you meet Tuna on the street and you did not know anything about her, um, you have tattoos, they're really cool tattoos, um, sometimes I've seen your hair, my hair is red, and I God knows what colors you've had on your hair. No, mine is blonde. Now right it's now. blonde, for, for the day it's blonde, you have awesome taste for fashion, so if you just meet you on the street, uh, I would never have guessed that you would be a priest. Never. Do you no. agree with me? Do you get no, so? I so get, are I people surprised when they meet you and you say, "I I'm studying to become a priest"? Are they surprised about that? Judging on your look. Yes. Yes, a lot. I get I, I get judged by that a lot, and and as I said on Tinder, I get the question, "Oh." So you have a faith, or do you believe in God? And I was like, no, no. That's why I'm becoming a priest. That's why I'm studying <laughs> for six and a half years, and then doing like uh, the what the doctors do. Uh, Some uh, magic this year, yeah, for one year. So seven and a half years of studying because I don't believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, you fucking idiot. <laughs> So, how does a Swedish You trip... probably have to bleep that out. I don't care. It's my show. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I heard you become a priest, and one thing of me was like, I'm not surprised because I know your mother, Anna, is a priest. She's such a wonderful woman. So that part of me is like, I'm not really surprised about that because she has it in the family. Though I didn't know you have it that many generations in the family. But then I thought about how... How do I know, Tuna? She was a wild child. And I still am a wild child. How is this going to work? <laughs> but on the other hand, that is I also... I say to all you people listening, I've, I've done one year of a really hard uh, untargeting... Uh, Application process. Application yes. process. Application process for one of the 13 bishops that we have in Sweden and I've been okay they said you're a very good person you have your faith on the right side and you're gonna be a wonderful priest and so I believe that, that just so, so uh, it's not that I'm just uh, making this up because you have to get approved by one of the bishops before you can become an ordained priest and so, I was just about to ask you that. You say seven years of study in total, and you have seven to be, and a half. Oh, sorry, seven, seven years and six months, ladies and gentlemen, to become an ordained priest. Very important. <laughs> Very important. Heck yeah, it is. And what else? And you have to be approved by by a bishop. Anything else that that goes into this, except a lot of studies. Uh, the. There's a lot of studies, and then you have to do, um, oh, fan heter det, praktik. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when practice. you go, when you pretend to work, but you don't 
Internship. Person. It's kind of an internship. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of Jeez. an internship. You have to do <laughs> you have to do a, a lot of internship doing, and you have to do a lot of experience uh, to, before you become ordained. And you have to do all your university studies, and then you have to go to the the final year that is like uh, uh, the church own. Uh, it's called. Uh, and that's what it's, it's called. the final year you have like your uh, theology studies but you yeah it's called the final year and yeah. after that you get a date and you get ordained and it's a very big thing and you're in one of the cathedrals and uh, then you do your um I'm sorry yeah, for speaking Swedish now. I need some help. We we don't even have uh, that in Sweden in US, but it it's yeah. It's the it, first it's year really, while you're under probation. Yeah, you it's a probationary year basically. Yeah. Yeah, you have you you are ready, you are ordained, you can do everything. You're allowed to do absolutely everything. Uh and you have uh, like a a job and everything, but you have uh, a hungry about it. Um, yeah. Why am I'm I losing? Why am I losing all uh, the words right now? Uh, a field train officer. Like a, a field train officer. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a, a, a another ordained priest that will help you. And give you advice if you need it. They yeah. will not tell you it's what like to do, but they will help supervise you. Supervisor preceptor. When, is you, the when word. you when you meet, it's like when you meet your first. Uh, it's a preceptor. Uh, you have a preceptor. That's yeah. the word. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you meet like your first uh, uh, widow, widow. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're gonna have like this talk about how the the funeral is gonna be and what hymns to choose and everything. That can be a really tough time when you do it by yourself for the first time. So uh, then you can go to this person, this preceptor, <laughs> preceptor, yes. preceptor, and, and ask, do you have any advice? Do you have anything I should think about while I'm doing this? Blah, 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 blah. So you're not all by yourself. But that's just the first year. After that, you have to apply for a job, a real job. This is, this is like a job that the church appoints you. They, they will say, the bishop will say, okay, uh, you're like this. I think you will get a lot of benefits of being here for your this year. So then you, and apply then you will for be that. there for a year. And then you have to apply for a real okay. job. Gotcha. Where you want to be, uh, and we have thirteen. Uh, no, we have twelve, 12 different stift. Uh, it's like a county, uh, just related to um, a stift. Is church. kind of like an area for the church. It's a county, but it's yeah. for the church. Yeah, I have no yeah. clue about the so word. So we for have that. twelve of those, but we have thirteen uh, bishops. We have. 12 bishops and one archbishop and then they are chosen in a democratic order between 
priests. They are allowed to vote if they work in that state. In that county or area or yeah, area. whatever. It's called stift. That's a hard word. That is a really stift. <laughs> the Swedish yeah, language so ain't my easy. Stift, my stift where I uh, where I gonna be ordained is Uppsala stift. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we have, if you want to know any Swedish to English word, there is a site that's called tyda.se and I was just, um, looking it up here and it's episcopate is, uh, or biscopy is the, um, translated word for stick. Yes, a episcopate. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I'm very sorry. My, my, my church English is very poor. Uh, my <laughs> name's better. I, I haven't spoken English. For, I I think I counted like six or seven years. I haven't. You lose the language like if you don't so, use it. So I'm very sorry. <laughs> I do, I'm doing my best. <laughs> hey, I feel since my mom passed away last year, I don't speak Swedish on a regular basis. Even though I think in Swedish, it's still like, oh, I don't get what I'm trying to say here. And yeah, so some words that are into a specific area it is harder than than other areas right so uh, yeah yes, 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 yes. yeah so how does because the, the church the church language is very specific it's a vocabulary that is not words. used anyway we have our own words even in swedish that we don't have in the daily language it's just for the church yeah and then for me to try to translate that into english it gets my brain fucked. <laughs> well, we do our best, and that's what I say. This podcast, yeah. you never know where we're going to end up, right? It's very much worse. I could talk like this, yeah. Like a real Swedish person. <laughs> you are so unpredictable, Tuna. So unpredictable. Good Lord. Oh, yes. Good Lord. I'm, I'm just saying. So what does the Swedish church do to recruit members because is it just like everybody in sweden knows that yes you can become a church member do they do anything actively to recruit members uh yes we do actually uh we have our website where you can uh just apply to become a member if you want to uh we have a lot of uh, Open, uh, oh, fan heter det, uh, open uh, servant uh, spots for baptism. That's a way to recruit members. That you can, that it's easy to baptize your children, or you can have like a, a grown-up baptism if you want to. And uh, we do a lot with youth. Like we have the confirmations, and when they get the words like spread around, because youth will recruit youth. Mm -hmm. If you understand what I mean, so absolutely. When I when when I started in in the forsamling uh, in the congregation where I work, yeah, where I work now, they we had three 
confirmation candidates and no youth leaders. Now we are confirmating 12 youth at a time. Wow. And we have 15 uh, youth leaders in just a year and a half. Wow, that is an improvement. That is a huge improvement. That's amazing. Yes, and I really worked my ass off. I bet you did. I I know you, so yeah. yeah. And so yes, we are recruiting, but not like with a sign that says "Hello, I can dance as well." So you're not gonna dress up in something and go out on the street and have a sign and dance for them and hope. No. No. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Um, we're gonna take a short break here. Um because I need to reload uh, one of the technicalities. Um, So for those of you on YouTube, stay put. Um, For those of you on um, our podcast, we'll be back in about 20 20 seconds. So now we're back after a little bit of jingle on the podcast and a little bit of extra and stuff. And if you become, what, what is it called? Uh, if you become, you have this uh, account. What is it? Um, Patreon. If oh, you Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> you, you will hear everything we just talked about. I don't have a Patreon account for this yet. Maybe I should start doing that. No, if you look on YouTube, you you get it. You'll get it. I think that's enough. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm kind of proud of myself. I added this YouTube account. Um, We'll see how this goes. I think it is going okay. Um, But I'm going to stick it in now then since I can. If you haven't uh, checked us out on our Facebook and Instagram, do that on Swexon Podcast. I will make a shortcut to the um, uh, to YouTube too, but I haven't done that yet. So at the time of this recording, congratulations, you found us on YouTube anyway. So do you have social media? Can people find you on social media? And um, my next question yeah. is going to be, how does the Swedish church um, social medialize? Is that a word? I don't know, but yeah. How, yes. how are they on Swedish? Um, you just invented it and it is. And uh, yes, we do. Uh, all the Swedish Church, as a national basis, have its own account on uh, Instagram. Svenska kyrkan. And, yeah, Svenska kyrkan. Uh, in, in Instagram and uh, Facebook. And since Corona, almost all congregations have their own uh, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook account. So how has a lot of things you can have like you can go and watch concerts you can go and ask for the uh, cantor is that a word in English yeah I, yeah musician musician yeah the organist organist yeah yeah because the mis- organist to to play your favorite hymn uh, they have a lot of things. So that's something I, I want to talk to you about um, is the actual church buildings. Because here, it can be any kind of building, metal, it can basically be a shed in the boonies and we 
christianize it and, and now this is a church and you put a cross on top of it and boom there it is uh, you will never find that in sweden the swedish churches are beautiful and i guess that comes from being together with the state how how does that affect people going to church this beauty and this artistry that that we actually have in the swedish church um, when Swedes go outside and they come over here to, to US for example and we go yeah that's the church and whatever they see is just a tin building um, and you can barely see a cross yeah here we have like some new churches you have to think in perspective in, in church years 50 years or even 100 years it's still new yeah that's that's not old that's still a new church so if you have like a church from the 90s it's like brand new that's a baby it's a baby it's an infant the church i work in now the oldest parts are from the 1100s wow so that's the 12th century Uh uh-huh yeah uh so that's really old. It's before you even discovered the America. (laughs) (laughs) Just to put the Americas a little bit in perspective here. Yeah. Oops. Oops. So, uh, a lot of churches, uh, they've been closed now because of Corona, but, and now when they open up, they are open because of their architecture, their painting, the inventory that's really old they are all all the old churches are like museums yeah and you have small guides like um pamphlet paper oh pamphlets yeah um uh, that will guide you around the church so we have uh, where i work for example a very famous painter and he he painted uh, churches around uh, the area of Rogslagen. Uh, it's uh, it's Stockholm and yeah. the Dark Pelagos and so on uh, in the 1100s and the 1200s, so the 12th and 13th century. Uh, and he's called uh, Albertus Pictor, and that's Latin for Albertus Albertus the painter. Well, it's really, really famous. Still, uh, so have you been to a Tabby Shirta? Mm hmm. Yeah, so the paintings in the ceiling, that's about Albertus Pictor. Gotcha. Okay. That's the same. You, you have this world famous painting in the staircase up to the, the organ, uh, Lektale. Um, yeah. To the organ is what it is. It's it's like a yeah, balcony. It's a balcony. Then you have, uh, it's called in Swedish, Dödens Spelakak. Uh, so the Death Play Chess. The, the Death Play Chess. And it's world famous. And you have like the Ingmar Bergman picture uh, where he does his own interpretation of the Death Play Chess. Uh, in uh, the film Kunde uh, in Seglas, it's also world famous. Yeah. Well, it's like the the I think the um, it 
Mr. Pike. Har du kommit för att hämta mig? Have you come to get me? Jag har gått vid din sida länge. Ja. Yeah. Uh, jag har gått vid din sida länge. I've got side by side with you for a long time. Uh. Yeah. But kan vi inte ta ett parti först? I ain't playing chess. So, I'm just saying, not with yeah. the death. <laughs> no, but, but he 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 tries to fool death. Yeah. To play chess. To play chess. So yeah. he will escape death. But no one can escape death. No. That's kind of impossible. That's the, that's, that's a fun fun subject we can talk about. Death. Escape death. What do you think? What do you think uh, happens after death? I've already died twice. Yeah, but what happened? I don't know. I was dead. You <laughs> I, for, I only, only died twice as well. So. Yeah. So no. Let's not. Try. I, I'm not in the mood of trying to see what happens after death because I, I want to no, be not here. Trying. What? What? Talk you? about it. I have. I have my picture of heaven and paradise. Isn't it like and everybody has their individual picture about heaven and paradise and and all that? Um, and then yeah, but we have also my point. Uh, what the 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 church says about life about that and that's different in, in that. every church i guess not not like within every swedish church but within the the swedish and the american the church the christian no, church the christian church yeah what the bible says yeah but the bible is all for uh interpretation and what how you interpret it in your in your community and in your church And oh yeah, we can have a long conversation about that. That's why I say you and I should have like a a separate podcast just sitting and chit chat about random stuff because it you never know where what that can end up to. So what no. is what is the next? And we should have, we should have like a, a podcast where we can speak Swedish because that will be even more fucked up and just with <laughs> subtitles in English. Oh lord. Oh lord, I, I almost feel for whoever listened to that because that that it will be that you speaking so and I am fun. laughing at you. That's how it would end. I, I know that because mm. you're you're hilarious. So what is the oh, next? Oh, thank you. You're I'll welcome. Try. Yeah. Uh, what's the next oh, holiday? Oh, I try. It just happens. <laughs> you just are. What's the next holiday in Sweden coming up? The next holiday, like related to church. Is it All Saints Day? How? What? All Saints uh, Day? Alla helgona? No, that depends on uh, how you count, actually. Because every Sunday has its own theme. Oh, or its yeah, own, that's right. Like, uh, you celebrate different things every Sunday. Yeah. So that depends on what you say it's a holiday. For church people, it could be just uh, the next Sunday. But the next big holiday, I would say, uh, is uh, Alhelgona, which is All Saints Day, and we have the tradition to go to to our graveyards um, on that day, and I have or we to the cemetery. Well. Yeah, and yeah. I haven't seen that. Maybe it's just me being very uh, uneducated. So kill me for that. Um, but I haven't seen people here in the U.S. do that. We do Halloween on the last day of October, and that's something that 
uh, is coming more in Sweden, but how does the Swedish church look at the American tradition of Halloween? We were talking about we death and... Yeah, we don't, we, we don't really look uh, at any way. Uh, it just is? It just is. It's, uh, it's, uh, we, I think we see it as a fun holiday for children. Yeah. Hand they can candy go and... trick and treat uh, and uh, stuff like that. But in Sweden here, uh, it's autumn and it's cold. And it's really, really dark. Rainy. Uh, it's a time of rain. Not always. Yeah. 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 Not now because of the global warming. It's not always raining, but it's it's dark and it's cold. And when you go to the graveyard, it's so so beautiful because it's lights everywhere. Mm -hmm. There's always someone that goes to someone's grave and put a light on it it's, almost it's really beautiful and we have this tradition i'm sorry to interrupt you but in the bigger churches where we have a lot of priests we have uh on that weekend that they will the priest will wander around the graveyard and talk to the ones that are there mourning or they are there putting lights on the graves and it's they can have like their own little talk and it's really, really nice. Nice. I didn't know that actually. I, I've probably been to the cemetery on uh, on All Saints Day, but that's many years ago. Many years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie on a graveyard or a cemetery. I'm going to get the ashes and be uh, put in the sea. I'm put in the sea, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I don't want children. So I don't want everyone, no, no one, sorry, I don't want no one to feel obligated to take care of my grave. And that's something because that's that's a that's a big task to ask of someone. Yeah, and that's something like here in U.S. You can have an urn on your uh, like in your house. That's illegal in Sweden. You're not allowed to have yes. the remains of somebody in your house. No. I have the remains really of both my grandmother illegal. and mom here in the U.S. That would not be legal in Sweden. And just to get my grandmother's ashes over here, when she passed away, uh, that procedure was big. And both of them wants to be um, spread over the Swedish-Danish border. So that is one of my things I have to... Okay, but so, uh, like our Sundsbron. Yes. Like there's a border in between. Yeah. So... Um, like our yeah, that that's a mission of mine to make that happen. Um, but yeah, it's then you need to get in touch with the Danish or the Swedish um, government authorities. Yeah, and and get the permission because yeah. that's not easy to get the permission to spread someone's ashes in the water. I, I know. Can tell you, I've, I've seen it many times. We did that uh, with my grandfather, so I know I know the process, <clears throat> but just for a Swede to come over here and they're like, what did you do with your mom and your grandma? It's like, yeah, mom is standing over there and grandma's standing over there. They're like, what? That's, that's fine here in the U.S., but that, that's it's literally no illegal. People's, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, Anneli, our common friend, who mm -hmm. passed away way too soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because uh, no one in her family 
I was as close family as you can get to them because I've known Annika, her, her little sister, since I was six, for the same age. Uh, no one uh, had the strength to go and get her from the cemetery. Is it where, where do you... Um, Are you talking about the funeral home? Crema, crema, no, the, the crematory? crematory. Yeah, that would be the, yeah. the funeral home. Yeah, the crematory. Yeah, we have separate separate crematories yeah. here in Sweden. Uh, so I went to get her and I had her for two days sitting and it's so illegal. Yeah. So here's another thing that's very... Because because someone it's not illegal because it's a dead person and it's their ashes it's because as long as they're above ground mm -hmm. if they're not in water or in the dirt they still count as people they count as persons and you can steal them my father's cousins were stolen from a backpack and they they had the permission to spread her ashes in a special part of the woods. I think it's like in Göteborg uh, somewhere. Gothenburg, yeah. Um, That's awkward. Uh, Why do you want to steal ashes? They stole the backpack, but the ashes. Oh, in the backpack. I'm surprised. Uh, so so that so that is like a missing missing person report. Oh my god. That's the same thing as a living person. That's how we see it in Sweden. But think about opening that backpack and see oh. So yeah, they found it. I was I just know. about to ask it wasn't yeah. recovered. They 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 left it. When they saw what, what was in they left it at a gas station and they saw what was in the backpack. They, but oh. it was like the police or and missing people and everything. Because it's just as serious because just as long as you're not in the ground you're still a person. So I have another question. Now when we're talking about death, are we coming in very positive? As I said in the beginning, I have no clue what we're going to talk about. Here in the U.S., uh, a person passes away. We're just going to say 1st of July. Then the funeral or the memorial will be basically, I could say, within one and a half week from there. In Sweden, mm -hmm. we're talking one or two, maybe even further away before the funeral is. Why is that that it takes so long time for the funeral to take place. Is uh, it a time of like the Swedish church legally, out of time of mourning? No, no, no. We have legally uh, four weeks. On the day four weeks after the death occurs, you have to be in the ground. So you have four weeks to fit with the funeral home and the funeral and talk with the priest and everything and for some people that takes time because maybe you have uh if you say like you had a brother you have a lot of opinions involved and in your it. mother passed away and you have opinions on what which hymns which church uh which coffin uh and how to do with the all the things people uh, traveling to in her home and they can argue about everything and if they're gonna lie like Annelie for more than four weeks she was uh, six weeks then you have to uh, contact Landstyrelsen uh, it's one of the government it's a county yeah. commissioner uh, 
to get approval to have them above ground for longer than four weeks. Huh, I didn't know that they had those rules. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. four weeks is kind of a normal time where that it takes. And when I came here, and yeah, funeral could be like very often funeral is within Muslim three funeral or four days within, within three four days exactly and, and that's where it's they often here too in the ground smack boom code down <laughs> so yeah. but but yeah here here it is a little bit different on on that part that yeah sweden takes longer time um to have the funeral and, and yes you just don't expect in sweden to have it within four weeks most of the funerals occur like uh, within two and a half, three weeks. Okay. It's very rare for four weeks, and it's very, very rare to be more than four weeks. Yeah. So let's talk about weddings instead. That's more fun. Yes. Uh, a lot of people getting married in Sweden. Is it picking up yes. now after Corona? How is Sweden with Corona opening up more and more? Is weddings coming more and more in Sweden? I would say so, yeah. Uh, and we have uh, such a great like um, uh, because when when priests if we're gonna go back to priests with if priests uh, gonna get uh, their license to marry because when you marry a couple you work for the state you don't work for the church you work for the church as well but you work for the state because mm. it has to be a legal matter yeah. The, uh, 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 if you, uh, otherwise it's not uh, approved. Yeah, if you we have to have a marriage state. license you, here you, too. You can, you can have like, oh, I want my my friend to marry us, and it's gonna be fun, and we're gonna have balloons. But then you have to go like to the courthouse to get married first, and then you can have like a whatever certain certain. Yeah, that's basically the same want. as over here. Yeah. But in, in uh, as a priest in the Swedish church, you get your license from the state. So you work for the state and the church when you marry uh, a couple. And uh, to get your license, you have to sign a document that says you're going to marry anyone. Yeah. Doesn't matter race, doesn't matter sexuality, doesn't matter if they're upside down. The only thing you have to make sure of is that they're uh, sober. <laughs> you have to married. be sober to get married. Yeah, it's not Vegas. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's funny. So, so <laughs> that, that's the thing. You you have to, and I've signed that paper, and I'm not an ordained priest yet. Yeah, I had to sign that paper that I will work with anyone. I would marry anyone. So I have to. Two women, two men, two of different. You call it races in uh, English. Yeah. Uh, Ethnic uh, races. Doesn't matter. You have to marry everyone. So, I have to ask you something that popped up in my head that's not close to marriage whatsoever. But how is the perception of female priests in Sweden? Because very good. We're, yeah, we don't we have that majority. many of them here. No, we are my majority. With You're a majority now among priests? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we are 50.5%. That's 0.5. So you have more female 
priest, the male priest. Oh, what about yeah. that? And we have, I think, our archbishop in, in Sweden are female. She is. Uh, my bishop in Uppsala is female. So I think that's... the majority of the bishops in Sweden is female. So we are that's cool. our majority. Because I haven't seen a lot of pastors over here that are female. I, I can't even... Maybe one. Maybe one, if even that. I I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. And then I will fuck things up. And then I will come with my color and fuck things up even more. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. You'll do a great job. <laughs> no, I, yeah. mean, I mean in America. So, oh yeah, come on over. Like, I'll have you over anytime, and we will do another podcast about. Oh, that would be so much fun. Oh yeah, we'll we'll do it like a vlog of everything, and yeah, I I'll fix it. Just I'm just gonna get my second shot. I was just about to say, just get vaccinated and and come on over. I have a bed back here you can sleep in. Yeah, that's what under that. My second shot. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're always welcome whenever. We're going to have a fun trip uh, whenever you oh, get yes. over here. That That's going to be fun. What else um, would you like to for the American people to know about the Swedish church that they might not that know we, or did not expect? No. Or did not uh, expect? We have a lot of homosexual priests. There you go. We have had uh, homosexual bishops. Because it's very open. It's very Sweden is a very they equal are very country. Liberal. Very liberal and very everything has to be very equal. And everyone, I will say this now, the bishops they are voted for. Mm -hmm. They are selected. They are not just appointed. They are carefully selected by the other people that work in the church, not the. Swedish people on mass, but the ones that work in the church. So we have had a lot of homosexual bishops that are also female, and we have a lot of homosexual priests, and that's really important. Yeah, that we are an open and liberal country and church, and we will uh, welcome you as you are. It doesn't matter if you don't accept all the parts of the Cleado. I know that you use Cleado in English as well. And just come as you are. Yeah, I, and that's I have true. chosen to uh, live in the Cleado just as it is because it's more fun. For me, my life gets more enriched and more fun if I believe in the Criado with the, the virgin birth and everything. That's cool. Thank you for saying that because I totally forgot about it. And it is a very Swedish thing, um, just this openness and welcomeness. Um, and it also mirrors in the church. And that, that's, that's a big thing, absolutely. So to end this... We're not the Catholic Church. <laughs> no, we're not the Catholic Church. That's true. But to end this, every podcast I end with kind of like a Swedish word of the week. So I figured um, the word of the week is going to be 
church and it is not an easy word to say in Swedish. Can you say church in Swedish for me? Kyrka. There you go. Kyrka. And that sh sound is kind of tricky for some people to say. So, kyrka. No, it's like it's like big church. Church. Kyrka. Kyrka. Uh, even harder word is tone. <laughs> tone. <laughs> That's like a tone. Because it always becomes tuna. No, it, it will be tone. If I just look yeah, at it and when, say... When English people say this, like, tuna. Okay, tuna. Tuna. No, not tuna. Well, okay. how do you think? That? Cecilia ain't that hard, but my last name, I'm Witchman. <laughs> Witchman is what my last name. I was like, no, it's Witchman. But, yeah. With that... Thank you so much, Tone, for uh, coming along. I am so honored to have you here. And whenever you come over to Texas, just let me know when to pick you up from the airport. And I'll be there and we'll have a blast and we'll do another of these. It's going to be a whole, that could be a documentary instead of just a podcast. Oh, that would be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so to everybody else out there, I hope you're doing great. Uh, be well, be safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, which means don't do anything illegal, because the rest I would probably do, right? So, And after Corona, you're welcome to Sweden. Absolutely. I'll hook you up with Tuna so you can you can meet her as well. So with that, have a good day. Bye, everybody. You have listened to an episode of the Swexon podcast. Feel free to leave your feedback on our website, swexon.net. And don't forget to like our Facebook and Instagram accounts. You find them with the handle Swexon podcast. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay safe. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Swexon podcast. I hope you all are uh, challenging the cold weather that we at least have had here in, in Dallas the last uh, couple of days, still have. Um, I have a guest with me today on the phone. Welcome, Osa. Well, thank you. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I'm trying to stay warm as well. Yeah, you're not far away from me because you're basically on the other side of Dallas, right? Yes, it's it's in Flower Mound, which is uh, by Grapevine Lake. Yeah, and yeah. for those of you who are not in the Dallas area, that's basically North Dallas, if we say it that right. way. Yeah, <laughs> just I live east of Dallas, and I live almost an hour drive out of it. You are basically what twenty minutes north of Dallas, something like that. Uh, downtown. It? it takes about forty minutes, I would say, to go downtown. Forty. Huh. Okay, not not too bad. Not too bad. If I, I, if I drive, it'll be two hours because I get lost. <laughs> Dallas is not an easy city to drive in. We have the Mix Master, and if you have not seen the Mix Master, I'll put a picture up of the Mix Master in, in the pod or in the blog for this uh, episode. Um, you'll get lost in Dallas. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Osa, tell me, how did you, as a Swede, end up in Texas, of all places in this world? 
<laughs> yeah, it, that, that really was not the place when I grew up that I thought I would be ending my days in or actually even living in Texas. It was like the last thing I would think. But um, what happened was we were living in New York for 30 something years and my husband retired and then we moved to Arizona, Sedona for 12 years. And uh, we've been here now in Dallas, in, in Dallas area for two years. And the main reason is that we moved here. Um, my husband has a sister who lives and we have our son who lives downtown. We only have that one, one boy. Yeah. So it makes sense. We in Sedona, which was absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. It was just, um, we had no family or anything. So that's why we moved here. Gotcha. But how did you come? You told me earlier, how did you get from Sweden to New York? Because that didn't happen yesterday. That happened, what, back in 68 or something? Yeah, the first time we, we me and my sister uh, traveled to the U.S. was... Um, uh, 1968, the two of us alone uh, on a big 747 those days, and it was, it was really cool. And we stayed with my aunt and in in Long Island for the whole summer, and we got very spoiled. And then after I finished the gymnasium in Sweden, I really I was into languages, and I and they asked me if I wanted to come one year and be a nanny. Well, actually, my aunt's son, my cousin, uh, they needed a nanny. Uh, so I jumped at the idea because I loved the U.S. They had Skippy, they had Cheerios, they had dry cookies, <laughs> they had uh, hamburgers. I mean, it was like paradise, right, for a young, you know, um, you know, pretty inexperienced uh, country girl like me. Where in so, Sweden are you from? I'm from Ireland. Uh, southern east, uh, southeast part of Ireland, a very small village with maybe I don't know a hundred people, maybe. Yeah, and and Ireland is an island east of Sweden, so it's really the name is island. Ireland. It is island land. Yeah, yes. island land. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then you you made your way over here as a nanny for a year, and you just right. stayed. For a year, um, no, I actually almost made it home. Uh, but then there was this very cute boy who went to Stony Brook University. He was renting a um, um, place right next door to us. And uh, that was that. And then I came back in 1972 um, to live with him. And we only knew each other for like a month and a half before then. That's brave. Yeah, that was re uh, brave or stupid. Uh, it depends on how <laughs> well, looking at the outcome, I would say brave more than stupid because you're evidently still married to him, right? So anyway, so he picked me up, 1972, he picked me up at JFK Airport and um, it was a Thursday and we drove home to, we lived in a place called uh, Mount Sinai uh, on Long Island and he had food. I didn't drive. I didn't have a, a car. And no license. And he had, he had food and everything. And, it, and he said, oh, by the way, he goes, I'm going hunting for three days. I'll be back on Monday. Huh? Okay. Uh, uh, I was like, uh, okay. Now, my cousin, though, I mean, he lived next door. So I did have someone, you know. Yeah. If that was, was today, 
I would have said, I see you later, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, he has been an avid bow hunter his whole life. So he there was some kind of like opening season and he that wasn't going to change. He, he had to go. So he did. And I stayed and I was there when he came home. So <laughs> <laughs> and you're still there. So and still there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to tell me about your first date, as you told me earlier when we were chit chatting a little bit prior. I was laughing so hard at this. Please, uh, yeah. please oh, tell us. OK, guys. So this is the story. Uh, like I said, his name is Sal, and he was living with two other guys in the downstairs apartment on the beach in uh, Long Island. And he had long hair, he had a beard, and he looked he looked like a bummy kind of guy for me, just watching from, you know, from, from the house and seeing him. Because look, in Sweden, not a lot of guys, I assume back in this 60s, no. 70s, did not have long hair, nor no. did they have a lot of beard. No, no, no. They had mostly short hair, you know? Yeah. Oh, he just, he looked like a real, I don't know, I shouldn't say hippie. There's nothing wrong with that, but... Anyway, he, not, how should I say, not my type. So one day I see him sitting outside and I didn't know it was him. And clean shaven and short haircut, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. I was like, oh my God, who is this? So I was, I was doing the windows and he was looking up because I, and I was like looking in the, in the glass and seeing him, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we both liked what we saw. So he came over and he said, hey, I'm Sal. He goes, uh, I'm going to Australia. And I said, well, hi, I'm Osa. I'm going to Sweden. Neither one of us did what we thought we were going to do. Because I, I thought I was going to go home and that was it. And he thought he was going to go to Australia to teach. So anyway, so he asked me for a date. Um, I was very inexperienced. I was young, you know, um, like I said, came from a little little village, pretty inexperienced. And this was huge to me. I mean, all these people and everything. Oh, yeah. So we, we, we go, go to the car and he has he brings his sister with him. <laughs> so he was sitting in the driver's seat. I was in the middle because it was one of those uh, that you sit three in the front. Mm-hmm. I was in the middle and she was on on the passenger side. It was so uncomfortable. I was sitting there. It's like, oh, my God, whose hand should I hold here? Her hand? Should I hold his hand? What's going on? And then I go, oh, my God, this is how they date in America? I, I thought that with the custom is like, you know, like in other countries, the, the mother or the father go with them or whatever. That, that's the next step, having mom and dad on the first date. Right, right. It's like. Okay, so then, uh, but the the thing is, he is such a nice person. He is the sweetest, nicest. He has a heart of gold. He didn't want to leave her behind, so he asked her to come along. Yeah, that is so sweet. She was a flight attendant, you said? Yeah, and she was only this for like a day, or and he felt very guilty leaving her home there, you know, in his apartment by herself, so... Anyway, I, I went on a date with both of them. So. <laughs> well, at least you were introduced to his sister and then she could approve you That's right, right off the bat, which yeah. apparently yeah. went yeah. well, right? Yeah. And that's the sister who lives here in Flower Mound in, in Texas. 
So what does she say about this today? Has she ever commented about that? Oh, yeah. It comes up all the time. <laughs> we, laugh, we laugh about it all the time. It's like, oh, that's, that's funny. And that's so sweet of him. It's like, no, I don't want to leave my sister behind. Yeah. Well, first I thought it was like really strange. It's like, oh, this is American dating. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, that's very weird. And But at the same time, after I realized... What a nice thing to do. What a yeah. good heart. And that to me made him more, how should I say, more, more special, more attractive. Yeah. It, was. it wasn't just the looks. It was, he had a good heart. So oh, that, that's amazing. I, I wish we could find more people like that, that basically think more about each other and not so selfish, okay. especially in the world today. I agree. Absolutely. So you came here and you told me you started working as a waitress. How did that come about? Uh, I really, he was going to college and uh, we had to have some income. He, uh, he is also a, a disabled vet. Uh, he was in Vietnam and he got shot. So he got what's called the GI Bill. Mm-hmm. And he went to college, but it wasn't much. But he went, put him through college, but we needed income and I said, gee, what can I do? I, I can't use my language skills, you know. Um, hmm. The Swedish is not a big language it, and, oh, and no. not back then no. either. No, not at all. And then I saw an ad for a waitress and my husband said, well, you you can do it. You, you can do it. I go, I don't know. So I, I, go, I went for the interview, had never carried a plate in my life. So they carried on the arm, arm service, you know, when you pile the plates on top of each uh-huh. other. It was like a diner. And I said, well, so I, I did a little fib. I said, well, in Sweden, I said, I carried trays, you know, big trays over, you know, on your shoulder. Yeah. He goes, oh, that's okay. We'll, we'll teach you how to do this. So I kind of fit my way through to get that job. And it worked out wonderful. It worked out great. And I got stuck with witnessing because I really liked it. Uh, met tons of fun people. I bet. Uh, waited on Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was the nicest, sweetest guy ever. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, yeah, he was up. Uh, that time he was up. We had moved to Albany. It was in the 1980s. And he was... Um, uh, promoting a new gym that had just opened up. And it was my table. They they came in. The, the, the newspaper was interviewing him in the hotel that I worked. And um, they were there for lunch. And he was just, he made eye contact when he ordered. And he was, he was just a gentleman. I couldn't believe it. He treated me like a person. Wow, um, that's so cool. Yeah, a lot of um, the celebrities that we did get, you know, in because that was a pretty was was probably the best hotel in Albany. Um, you know, you were nothing. You were just like, you know, go away. You know. Yeah. But he stood out as just a sweetheart. <laughs> so. That's so sweet. Um, yeah, so I stayed with waitressing because I really, really loved it. I lots of um, stress, but uh, multitasking. But it was fun. Made a lot of friends and uh, what was people's I, reaction to you being Swedish? What's that? What was people's guests' reactions to you being oh. Swedish? I bet they were kind of curious about that as well. They were, 
They were, and but everybody was was interesting. And then a lot of times they would, if if, if somebody liked my service, whatever, we'll sit with a Swedish girl. It's like okay, <laughs> but uh, you, you know they were always like um, I never ever ever had a, a bad. Uh, you know, uh, something bad said about Sweden. Everybody's always been so wonderful about that. Well, I think that Sweden has pretty good reputation worldwide. Swedish yes. people and Sweden does. Right. So there's no really reason unless they've had a specific person or somebody specifically doing something mean or, or unpleasant, so to say. But it was very interesting because... Um, in the in the hotel in the in the restaurant, we had in the cooks. They were from uh, every country you can think of, and it was like a melting pot. Everybody got along so great. We had cook from India. We had a cook from uh, or chef from Egypt. We had one from Afghanistan. We had Mexican. We had a guy from Cyprus. One, a girl from Ukraine. Me. I mean, we had all nationalities. That is I, cool. It, it was really fun. And you also learn to respect their um, beliefs and, and um, um, traditions. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just um, a very, very good experience to work with so many from so many different countries in such a small place. So what kind of tra Swedish traditions have you brought with you uh, along the years that you still do over here? Yeah, you know, like I said, I came here very young, so I got Americanized um, pretty much. I always take my shoes off when I go into someone's house. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a reoccurring subject in this podcast, and I, I really like it because uh, <laughs> the Americans does not really have that. Uh, habit or tradition uh, that no. the Swedes does. Does it annoy you that people don't take off their shoes? You know, I got used to it, but in the beginning, it's like I thought it was very uh, um, weird. Uh, disrespect, I thought it was. Yeah. Now, I, I I understand. It's just it's it's just culture. It's just their way of no. So basically, the the best thing is when you have company is you actually mop the floors and clean after they leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Right. Yeah, because uh, I don't think that it's, as I said earlier before before we started recording, that it comes from the fact that we have snow and rain and mud and you don't want to get all that in your house. Mm -hmm. While a lot of places here in the U.S., you don't have it to the same extent as we do in Sweden. Sure, up north they do. So I'm not saying that uh, that everywhere, but especially here in Texas, uh, we have it more dry. We more have the sand coming in um, that, than anything, so to say. Um, how about food? What do you miss? How often are you back to Sweden, by the way? Um, I, I try to go back. I try to go back once a year. Um, most of the time it's been in the summer. Um, last year I was there in August, which was really nice, beginning of September. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, but there's so many tourists on Ireland that it's nicer <sighs> to go off season, so to speak. 
Oh yeah, Ireland is really、um, a place where everybody goes in the hall in the summer. And have in mind that Sweden basically shuts down for a month, the month of July, and everybody goes to the archipelago or they go out in the on the coasts. Ireland is absolutely one of those places. It, it certainly is. And the, another thing that I took with me as a, as a habit is the.、Um, You see,、uh, the one thing I always do, which is not a, not not all Swedes do it either, man.、Uh, I always thank. I always if I if I'm invited to dinner or somewhere, I always the next day I either text them or sometimes I even write a note. Attack. If I say an us, that means thank you for last night or thank you for. Yeah. That's some. Yeah, and I think that's something that Americans do not do. I I should be honest to say that has not even I've not thought about that for several years. That when you、mm-hmm. get that that something Swedes does is is the day after you send a text or you call up or、um, whatever you send a note and say yeah thanks for last night that that I have not thought about that.、Hmm. I taught you something new. Well, just you know, living over here for many years, there are habits and traditions that. Slips out of your mind, and that is absolutely one of them. Yeah, and another thing that I that you said that I habit that I took with me is I love to go out and pick wildflowers.、Mm. Yes, that to me is like、um, I I love doing that, and of course I make meatballs. I make real meatballs, not with all the different weird spices like that they, they call Swedish meatballs here, and they、mm. have all cardamom in them, and everything is like what. Yeah, your brain gets a little bit confused because you're like, "This like, is not the meatballs I'm used to." You're right. I just make 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 them plain, right? So, and then,、um, you know, as far as you know,、uh, holidays, we always have Swedish、uh, Christmas、um, on the twenty fourth. So I we spend so we always do a Swedish Christmas on the twenty fourth, and on the twenty fifth, we'll do the American. Yeah, you get double Christmas, right? Exactly. Exactly.、Yeah. <laughs> How about midsummer? Midsummer.、Uh, <laughs> okay, I have a very good memory of that.、Mm. Back back on Long Island in seventy seven or something, my sister and her boyfriend at the time came over, and it was midsummer. And I said, "Let's do a midsummer, a maypole." So we did, and we danced around. And I mean, I think all the people thought we were worshiping the devil. <laughs> People were like stopping and look. What are they doing? <laughs> it's a cross. It's like a cross with a, you know two, two rings、circles. on the side. Yeah, and it looked, it looked pagan to them. They thought it was doing something pagan. Like, <laughs> was it a storm coming afterwards, and they would blame y'all for it too? Yeah, 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 yeah. and we're singing and dancing, and so that was.、Uh, That was the only time we did a maypole, but it's fresh in my memory. <laughs>、uh, absolutely, yeah. I I sometimes get the question to explain midsummer, and they want me to show the dances we do, and and it's it's hilarious to try to to explain it. It is. It's very hard, but when you do the little frogs and you jump around like a little frog. That really throws people off. Yeah, they 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 think that you are going nuts. They're like, "Where is the nearest state hospital? Because we need some mental health for this person." 
Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. But but I would I always say like if you are in Sweden, you should go during midsummer simply because it's one of the f- most fun traditions we have. It is. It truly is. It truly is. And we, and we really celebrate, you know, we really do celebrate the the beginning of summer because the summers are so short in Sweden that you know, you blink and it's over, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I think that's it's it's a wonderful um, it's, it's a wonderful holiday. Is that a tradition? Like, if you had any of the Swedish traditions we have it, um, that you could implement here in the U.S., would that be midsummer? Or would it be any other food or tradition no, or habit? I think that would that that would definitely be. I think because I mean, what we have what we have here we have Memorial Day, but it's not really the same. I mean, that's the beginning of summer, but I think. This is more joyful, you know, it's, um, I just, I love, I think summer should be implemented in the American uh, culture. Absolutely. I think they would enjoy it because all the food and all the drinking that's uh, involved in midsummer, I, I can see the American having. But then a again, good time I, with that. I, I, get, I get questions all the time. Well, do you, do you, do you, do you have, um, uh, when do you celebrate uh, Thanksgiving in Sweden? We don't. And I go, oh, we don't have pilgrims in Sweden, no. So we, um, that's that's a misconception too, that people think that, you know, other countries have um, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I get that a lot. And, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, since I'm a single person, I don't have a big family. Thanksgiving for me is not really an important thing. And that, right. that confuses people. It's like when my mom was alive, that was one thing. Yes, we did Thanksgiving with friends and stuff like that. But as I'm just me and my two dogs, it's not really the most important holiday in my life. I can work that day. And people do not understand that. I was like, that's that's nothing we have in Sweden. I have not grown up with that. Although I think in America, I think it's it's a very nice holiday because... Uh, people of all faiths faiths can celebrate that, and they usually do. Yes, yes. you know what I'm. It's it's not you know any if you live here. I mean, whatever nationality, I think respect and do something on that day. Yeah, um, I though have to talk about your name, Osa. It's not really a common name in Swedish in Sweden but the interesting thing is that name contains a letter that the Americans does not even have in their alphabet (laughs) true it's an O (laughs) it's an O (laughs) with a circle over it yeah and that we've never spoken about that in this podcast so that's why I wanted to bring it up we have Three more letters in the Swedish alphabet than the the Americans does. It's O, which is A with a ring over, E, which is an A with two dots over, and Ö, which is an O with two dots over. How it is? How is it to have a name without a letter, so to say? It, yeah, it's it's very. Uh, people really don't know how to pr- pronounce the the name. Um, like if I sit in a doctor's office and the nurse comes out to call you in, anytime she looks at down at her papers and hesitates, oh, you're looking for me. Okay, here I am. Because uh, they don't know, they don't know how to pronounce Sosa. Be- because you have like 
<laughs> you have on your Facebook page, you've just removed the O to an A to just to Americanize right. it and make well, it easier. And that's what most Swedes do, I assume, with that. Yeah, yeah. I whenever I sign my name or anything, I always use an O when I write. But sometimes, you know, on the computer, it's easier with an with an A. Well, now um, today it's easy to just switch uh, keyboards. Like if you have an right, iPhone yeah. or something, you can switch keyboards. But but yeah, right. it confu- I bet it must confuse a lot of people. It's like, what is it that? Got, yeah, <laughs> they, a lot of people throw an L in there, like Elsa or Elsa or Ulcer. <laughs> no, I'm not Ulcer. Um, there's no L in there. Or Usta, Isa. I mean, you know, you have no idea. Jose, I've heard, I've been, I've been called Jose. Jose, um, how do they get Osa to Jose? Uh, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, I know. It's, so I'm used to that. Um, you know that people hesitate. You know, or most people you pronounce my name as O, like Osa, Osa. Yeah. Well, that's but pretty close, you, though. That's like the you, closest you can get. Yeah, it is exactly. And uh, but did you know there is a sentence in Sweden that only has the vowels? Do you know what that sentence is? Not at the top of my head. No. Okay. O i o You say what? O i o e e Oh. <laughs> and how would you translate that into English so okay. people would understand? And in the river there is an island. Yeah. O- well, there is an N in there. No, no, no. I didn't say it right then. Yeah, that's that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so that's weird. Well, I, I'm going to write that down in 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 uh, in the blog because no one. No. Uh, oh, uh, oh, there we go. Uh, 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 yeah. Good lord. Uh, yeah. That. But that is also a little bit of dialect into it to make it it's, happen it, that way. It's not proper Swedish, correct? <laughs> but it's fun. But where I grew up, we have you know a dialect. Of course, in Sweden, you have dialects all over, like we have in the U.S. And for me, I could definitely understand what that meant. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, coming from Ireland, I, I I see that they have their own dialect, and absolutely there is. That's a place where that will, sentence would come. Yeah, but, and that's interesting because that's you have all the three extra letters that we don't have in the American uh, alphabet at all in there. Yeah, it, yeah. It's interesting, interesting. It's, it's all it's just it's all vowels. It's all is it's all vowels. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it, it, I, I've heard it before, but it's 10 plus years ago. So yeah. uh, absolutely. That's cool. So what what would you say to a American? First of all, what's the biggest misconception you hear about Sweden? Uh, that we're Switzerland. <laughs> and- classic, classic. Classic, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love the Alps. Oh, yeah, I do too. But that's in Switzerland. Okay. But I um, like the chocolate. Are... What's yeah. that? And then they like the chocolate. 
Oh yeah, that's also a thing. And the watches, and they have all oh, that gray watches. It's like, yeah, yep, that's not us. We we do. And so then I, they also think that I should be blonde. I'm dark, <laughs> and um, they think I should be blonde. And I have, I, I, why do you have, why do you have brown hair? Well, <laughs> I do. I didn't, you know, not all Swedes are blonde. Yeah. And, you know, so and they um misconception i don't know i mean they they think they 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 think that we're very cordial and um i think they think we're very um what should i say friendly is not the word but, um hmm. well mostly it's i have had such just good experiences so it's uh, i can't think of anything else offhand Yeah. No, and and I think that's people are getting pretty well educated um about like yeah, Switzerland and Sweden are not the same and uh, yeah. and uh, then Sweden is a quite an international country when it comes to export. We have the music and we have a lot of things that are yeah. the Swedish invention and people are like, "Huh, I didn't even know that." And I was like, "Yeah." Oh, uh, they all know ABBA and, you know, that's Spotify sure. was Swedish uh, a Swedish invention from the get-go and Yeah, so but it's a lot of one, things. But they also um, a misconception I think is that oh, we do pay high taxes in Sweden, but the thing that uh, I don't think people quite uh understand maybe is how much we get for that for those taxes. You know, free education. I mean, uh, school. You have the you get the dentist. I think until you're what eighteen, eighteen years old for yeah. free. Yeah, I think and, so. And free school lunches. I mean, a lot of things are incorporated in those taxes. I don't think you have to worry so much. Like here, you have to worry a little bit more about you know, um, you know, childcare and um, you know. Things like that. Yeah, and those things here, childcare is expensive. Very expensive. Yeah, it's it, it's a lot of money. I, I'm grateful yeah. that I'm not a parent because I'm like, whew, that's a lot of cost involved in that. It, it is. It, it's a lot of money. Absolutely. So, so what would you? One, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What would you yeah. tell a, an American is the best with Sweden? Oh, nature. Uh, you can explain that probably a little bit better than I can. So the Allemansrätten is uh, basically a right for the for the people to access any kind of land. So you can go to somebody's property as long as you do not make any damage on that property. But if you feel like you need to cross a pasture, you can do so without having the landowner's permission. Um as long as you don't you close all the gates behind you don't let any animals out and you do not destroy the nature in any form or fashion you are allowed to pass that property so that right. gives the opportunity for the people to embrace and enjoy nature more mm-hmm. and we also have way more paths and um trails on people's properties that people are just allowed to use without asking the landowner about uh, just coming on the property. Just right. have in mind, like here in Texas, if you walk on somebody's property, you have the risk of getting shot. 
Yeah. You can't. Unless it's hunting season, you better watch out when it's hunting season. That, but that if, is true. But if it's like March, April, whatever, not hunting season, you have no problem. Just walk out in the nature and enjoy it. Exactly. And the thing is, too, you can go in, in, in the forest and you can go you can pick berries like lingonberries, blueberries and anywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, you're not going to go in somebody's yard and the, on their garden, but no. You, you really have freedom um, to to do a lot in nature, um, you know, fishing, um, you know, um, you know, yeah. picking wildflowers, whatever. Camping, as a matter of fact, you can do that uh, three days, I believe, without having any permission from uh, um, a landowner. Yeah, as long as you do not destroy, you have to pick up after yourself. You're not allowed right. to litter or tra- leave trash behind. And people right. are very good at following those rules just because it's it's an uh, not an advantage but it, it's an honor to have that possibility to to do so i think overall overall i think sweden are very very uh, good at obeying rules yes i can agree with that yes we are um yeah i think that's a, a swedish thing that we we accept the, how things are we do obey rules yeah um with that said we still have a need for a police department so apparently we have some bad boys there and girls there too <laughs> so what what are you doing now you're retired today you're just enjoying life yeah, i am i'm yes i'm up there in age and i am retired i worked and uh, when I worked in, when we moved to Sedona, Arizona, I was working as a barista uh, for several years, and that was fun. Ooh. And met Swedish people on vacation, and uh, yeah, that, 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 I, I, read, I like that. And now here in Texas, um, we moved just when COVID hit, so it's been um, it's been a rough couple of years as far as getting into, you know, into society, so to speak. It's been yeah, basically down. shut down. Yeah. But I'm retired, enjoying life, and um, uh, hopefully to go home to Sweden. My mom is 93, Mm -hmm. so I'll go home maybe this summer. We'll see what happens in Europe, so. Yeah, the the situation is a little bit shaky. It's But hopefully Sweden won't be involved in that, and the Swedes can go home and fly as much as they want to. Yes, yes. How long time are you usually over when you're over there? Um, I usually stay a uh, month, um, you know, when my mom, mom, let me see, my father grew up in that house that his grandparents built. So that house was built in the oh, mid-1800s. Mm. So my dad lived in that house for his whole life. And then my mom, when they got married, she lived there for 60 years. So that was my home forever. And now when she moved into a nursing facility, you know, assisted living, uh-huh. uh, the house got sold. So now uh, I have to shack up with my sister when I, when I get home, which is okay, which is just fine. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, I, when I go, I go for a month because it's a long trip from Texas to Sweden, you know. And if you're only over once a year, there's a lot of catching up to do. Mm-hmm. 
with yeah. friends and family. And so, it what is. is the first thing you eat when you come over there? That's Swedish. Oh, okay, that isn't easy. It's kroppkakor. Kroppkakor. Oh, is... you gotta explain that for the the non Öland <laughs> people here. Okay, kroppkakor is made from uh, uh, raw grated potatoes. And I think you add, some, I don't know if you add flour to it. You probably add a little bit of flour to it. Anyway, it's almost like, it's almost like a pierogi. But anyway, so you have that, that batter, so to speak, and you put it in your hand. And in there you have diced salt pork and allspice and onion and, and probably salt, I would think. And then you roll it in, in your hand and roll it like a bun. So the filling is in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. And all around it and then you boil them for exactly one hour <laughs> oh i didn't know that hmm. yes exactly and that was the longest hour when we were kids oh my god are they ready yet mom are they ready no <laughs> not and then you eat them with um i like tons of butter on mine but you know that's um, you can eat it with butter or you can have it with lingonberries i was just or- about to say i usually eat it with lingonberries yeah, a lot of people do. And also, um, a lot of people eat it with uh, uh, heavy cream. They put heavy cream on. Heavy cream? Heavy cream and lingonberries, yes. Okay. Have ever- I've, I've never never tried nor have I heard <laughs> about that. But kroppkakor is delicious. It is. And if I could ever implement that in the American menu, oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. Have you ever made it over here? Why not? No. Like try to make no. it. I'm not a cook, so I'm not gonna try making it. But seriously, no. Um, no, I don't. My husband doesn't like like them. So well, I don't it. live far away. I'll come over and eat it with you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I know. Never did. Never ever did. Because I moved away so young, and I never really watched mom make them. You know, she never had a recipe. You know, she just made them. Yeah. Out of, her memory, so to speak. Yeah. But that is the one thing I eat as soon as I get home. You're right. Oh, that's interesting. That was not what I do you what I expected. Do you prefer the American pancakes or the Swedish pancakes crap that they say over uh, here? Uh, this this so different. It's it's hard to my son he hands down Swedish pancakes with raspberry jam. Oh yeah. He could he could eat Oh my god, yeah. That that's his favorite. And I like both. I I, I don't know. I, I can't really pick to be honest with you. I I like both of them. Probably Swedish a little bit more cuz they get a little crispier and thinner. Yeah. But uh, I like Americans drenched with maple syrup and butter. <laughs> I know. It's kind of weird how you, the Swedish crap or Swedish pancakes does not add up with maple syrup. Even no, though the batter not. is quite similar after all, it's just it how you how you make it. But just the fact that they are so thin, maple syrup doesn't go well together with it. No, 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 I agree. Uh, and yeah, I don't know if it's just tradition or if it's, no. In my, in my mind, it would be confusing to eat uh, Swedish pancakes with maple syrup. Right, and it's the same thing. If you have, uh, if you have American pancakes, you wouldn't put strawberry jam on them. No. So no, that, that, it, no, no. No, that's right. 
I mean, they're called pancakes, both of them, but they're very, very different. Yeah. Very very different in taste, even though, it, as I said, the, it's not too much. If you look at the recipe of the batter, it's not too much difference. No, it isn't. No, no. So, yeah. Well, anything else that you would like to add? I can't, I can't remove anything, but I can add stuff. <laughs> Uh, I wish I wish that we had in America that we had a longer Christmas season. I really love that in Sweden. We have, you know, another year, you know, and then Christmas goes on until you throw out the Christmas tree. Which is 13 days after Christmas. That's correct. Yeah, and that we do a, a, as a whole tradition party thing. We throw mm -hmm. the Christmas ordeal out. And not only after do we have, but we do start earlier with the Christmas season with Advent. Like it, four weeks prior, we start with the season to get all the lights and stuff up because it's kind of dark. So we start and, four weeks prior with Advent. And then we have the the uh, Saint Lucia. Mm -hmm. Yep, the thirteenth. So I, I enjoy that because it's a very dark time of the year, and I think to spread spread it out and have candles and 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 I don't know, anticipation, I guess, for Christmas. And then after, also, we used to go see all the relatives when we were younger. You know, the aunts and the uncles and the grandmother. And so I just always like it. As a matter of fact, I have my Christmas tree still up. Oh, you do? <laughs> well, what I... Okay, so... You decorate it for different things? I Yes, right now it's got the hearts and everything red on it. I took away all Christmas stuff. So it's only got red hearts and red uh, balls, you know, hanging. Yeah. So are and you red, then doing the Easter rice and Easter decorations? Uh, yeah, definitely. And I'm going to do... Um, well, first, I think St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah, that's coming first. Yeah. So anyway. Um, but Swedes does not really celebrate St. Patrick's Day. No. <laughs> that, that has become a more of an Irish-American thing. I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't been in Sweden for so many years, but I don't think that they have uh, implemented that that much they, yet. They are starting, though. They really are starting. Yeah. It's amazing. And, but anyway, I love to have my Christmas tree plugged in at night and see all the lights. So anyway, that's that's and then Easter, I'm going to get, you know, I have all the stuff to hang on. So yeah, we'll see. Because the Easter decorations are not the same here as they are in Sweden. Right. We do they paint have... our eggs, but then yeah. you have what we call Easter rice, which is not edible it's not the rice eatable but it's basically branches from a tree that we put feathers on and right painted eggs yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna find some i have feathers and i have eggs so yeah it's Come a on. easter is a craft uh holiday if you're a crafty person easter would be the perfect crafty uh yes. time of the year yeah yeah what so that's my, that's my, uh, I, I just can't throw it out. I just think it's so pretty. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there's like, you can make a Christmas tree at any season. I know several people who do, as you do, just decorate it after what's coming up, whatever holiday is coming up because exactly. they need the light in that corner or they just like to yeah. have something. Well, luckily, it's not a real tree because it wouldn't be standing here. Personally. Of course not. Of course not. 
<laughs> you would have like the longest surviving Christmas tree in history of the world. I was like, what are you doing with it? Very, very, very true. Yeah. And and no, I see it and and uh I, I love Christmas myself. Uh just not I the last year I was just tired of Christmas before even New Year came and I don't know why. Usually I'm not. It was just like I'm done. Get out of it. Go away. <laughs> Another thing you you just said that that but but implementing, I would love if they in here in America would start making Sam Lor. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. That would be awesome. We do have a Swedish sister bakery here in in Dallas who makes Sam Lor. That's true. That's so true. we're very fortunate. But that is absolutely something that the Americans would. They would prob- love it. They would love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I love my son. Do you eat it with hot milk? No, I, I no, I don't. I think that's a very, uh, uh, what do you call that, uh, where you come from. It's uh, different parts of Sweden yeah. that do that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like hot milk. That that just doesn't I, work with me, so that's why. But, but I don't know. A lot of people do eat it with hot milk. They do. No, no, no. We eat, eat it like it is. And what it is, it's it's a it's it's a bun, uh, a sweet bun with um, cardamom in it, and you scoop out the middle, and then you put almond paste in there, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. and then you top it with top that with lots of whipped cream, and then you put the little top on, and then you powder some powdered sugar, and it is delicious. Yes, and this you eat on. Uh, Fat Tuesday, which is actually on mm-hmm. Tuesday, which is March first. So That's I know I think I've told uh, before in the podcast what I do uh, when I'm not able to um, get a semla myself because I have my quick lazy version of it uh, that I do, and I just go and get Hawaiian buns. They're like smaller, but go and get the Hawaiian buns and just. Take out a little bit, put almond paste in it, some whipped cream, and boom. That works. You know, it's not I the did, same, but it works. It works great. I did that one year, and they, they were fantastic. I, I never heard of Hawaiian buns, but they, they was delicious. It was great. Yeah, I did that a couple of years ago when mom still was alive, and I <laughs> she loved it so much. I had to go and get more Hawaiian buns. Uh, yeah. And even the store, my local purchasers, they're like, why are you because i bought so i had in the freezer too when my mom then was like i want a samla then i knew what it was she uh, wanted and they're like why are you suddenly getting so much hawaiian buns i was like uh don't ask i'm making a swedish shortcut of a samla they're like, yeah, they, so yeah well how about salt licorice don't you miss that no because i don't like licorice oh never yeah. liked licorice Oh, but the salt licorice is different. Uh, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, no. But what I do miss, what I miss is all the versions of the chocolate, and I do miss all the versions of um, the water that we have, flavored uh, water that we have in Sweden. That I do oh. miss. Ramlösa and Luka and, yeah. Yes. yes. That, that I do miss. They have... Um, Lacroix here in different but but it's not the same 
No, no, it, no. I think that might be a little bit sweeter here than over there. More sugar, not sugar, but it's sweetener. In yeah, it, I something. But but that that's what I miss, and I I do miss uh, Swedish pizza. <laughs> I am a pizza fan, but it gotta be my pizza. And, and yes, I do have chicken, and I have um, pineapple and bananas and no, uh, kebab no. sauce. Started with, oh, them, with yeah. the bananas on pizza <laughs> and some curry too, just to mess it all up. Oh yeah, uh, I'm a pepperoni girl. No, I I'm not for no I nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that that's basically the first thing I would eat when I come home is a pizza. Just walking oh. into a pizzeria and just look at the menu of fifty different types of pizza you can get and just stand there like they, uh i don't know i can make up my mind and then they they, they put shrimp on it they put kebab meats on uh -huh. them yeah yeah you can get whatever you want on your pizza just on them so pizza over there is like completely different from here completely oh, yeah. completely it's like different worlds you know but uh yeah uh, here uh, was a big deal when they started with barbecue pizza and oh, i'm yeah. like uh what's a big deal with that <laughs> in my mind it's not that much of a big deal but yeah yeah but when, when we start and even when just such an easy thing i sometimes bring um elbow pasta or macaroni to work and i just eat that with ketchup on and <laughs> people are like what in the world are you doing? And I'm like, I'm eating my lunch. That that doesn't. That's what we do in Sweden. It's that like there's ramen yeah. noodles. Our ramen noodles is just macaroni and ketchup on it, right? Yep, that uh, is very very common, and that is very common. You're right. Yeah, and here they just look at me as like you're really strange. I have some Swedish <laughs> habits still in me, and they're like, "What are you doing? I'm eating my macaroni or elbow pasta as you done with my ketchup." And that's an easy thing to do, right? You always have that at home. I mean, that's yeah. Easy. It takes five minutes to do the macaroni, and you have the ketchup okay. in the fridge. You have a meal yeah. in, in two seconds. But yeah. Uh, food is always a conversation starter uh, when it yeah. comes to differences and and um, even just basic candy or whatever. It's, they're like, hmm, this is weird. But absolutely. And then you have, um, uh, oh, Flygande Jakob, Flying Jacob. Oh, with the peanuts and the, uh -huh. the peanuts, yeah. banana, chicken and the sauce. And then, yeah, I love it. That's uh, yeah, that's special, all right. That's something that was very popular back in the sixties and I think seventies, really even up to the eighties. I'm sorry. Even in the eighties. Oh, even okay. Yeah, because uh, I ate it a lot as a child, and that was in the eighties, and and yeah, I loved it. That's when I, <laughs> I've eaten that my whole entire life. I make it for myself sometimes. But people yeah. here, people are just like, you have peanuts and bananas with chicken? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yep. And yeah, rice. And it flies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does. It, it's delicious. So, yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Osa, for letting us uh, 
share your story, letting us listen to your story. It's been super fun. Uh, thank you. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a, a traveling experience living over here because we lived in three states so far. And my sister keeps saying, "Why don't you move somewhere else so we get get to visit another state?" <laughs> yeah. You know, we, when we lived in New York, they came there, and we lived in Arizona, they lived there, and it's like here, it's like, well, next state, where are you going to go? Why don't you go to Colorado? It's like, oh. It's cold there. I know. I'm too old. I said, I'm not moving anymore. <laughs> moving is a hard thing, even if you move just within the same city. So it, it, it's it, a hassle. Yes, it is. But even it's working. Fun. Moving state to state is, and I, I, it was only 13 years ago I moved across the world, and that was a pain in the butt, even though it was fun. Yes, it, it's, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm done with moving, but life has been interesting, life's been good. Uh, I have two homes, I'm blessed to have a home in Sweden that I'm always welcome to go to, and I'm blessed to have my family, my little family here, and uh, I feel like I'm a very, very lucky girl. Uh, there's nothing really I would change. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing your story. And I hope you have a great day. Um, to all the other listeners, we will be back uh, on Thursday next week with another episode. The word of the week this week got to be waitress, right? Because you were a waitress for so many years. I was. Yes. What is waitress in Swedish? Ja, vad säger man? Du säger för som i den olden days du säger servitris, men nu vet inte om det kallas servare eller jag vet inte faktiskt. I think we go with servitris. Servitris, ja. Yeah. Det That, That's what I think. If I would say anything, if you check it up in the dictionary, waitress would be servitris. Ja. Yeah. So I think we go with that for the word of the week. Ja, så tycker jag. Thank you so much, and y'all have a great, great day. Thank you so much for talking to me.